Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. And a nice hour-long meeting with plenty to cover. Uh, those are the best. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. It is the Council Roundup just after 7-11 now. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. So what I do each and every Wednesday after there's a council meeting, I wake up extra special early. I download the council. I listen to it double speed, and then I get to the studio, chop it all up, and get it ready for you here just for 7 o'clock. So appreciate everybody, all the support. It's been a uh, – gosh, I've been doing this for 12-plus years. The, the vast majority of 12-plus years, if not longer, uh, pretty incredible, uh, and enjoy it. And hopefully you enjoy it as well and are uh, keeping informed as to what's going on at City Council. So let's get right into it. Last night was a full City Council meeting and they took the roll call. Alderman Redpath. Welcome back, Mayor. I'm glad you're feeling better here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, yeah, the mayor uh, had the week off. Uh, he was positive with COVID. Uh, so yesterday was actually his first day back at the office and uh, heading to the uh, Springfield City Council Chambers to uh, conduct last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Now, um, every other council, it seems, they have to deal with a bunch of zoning issues. One zoning issue was about a pool and how far away it was from, I think, the lake. I uh, didn't really understand that too much. But then they had multiple zoning issues dealing with light up signs, signs that you see the billboard sized signs and they're LEDs and they can flash images and they could do a variety of other things. Um, and I remember even five, six, seven, eight years ago, they were talking about this and uh, uh, some of the conversations then were, well, you know, is this something that's just going to be a one off for one particular area or are we going to see this proliferate? Well, now there were, I think, at least two zoning issues last night dealing with light up signs. And uh, it uh, prompted Alderman Hanauer to uh, ask the question as to, should we, instead of doing these zoning variances for these light-up signs, make something a little bit more codified? Reviewing our sign ver our sign zoning um, to on on these, I don't know the the different signs. We just get we get a bunch of them, uh, and I think at this stage that seems to be the direction they're going with. Uh, um, you know, with the lighted signs and, you know, the, the, the cooler signs, I guess it would be. <laughs> and I just think the city needs to really take a good look and, and maybe adjust our, our zoning policies so that they don't all have to come up here. Um, I know that we may still have to have some variances or whatever, but I, I do think that we need to look at that. Now, one of the issues here that was brought up during the uh, zoning last night of these particular these signs requests uh, said that it can't have like moving images and the images can't change more than I think once every 11 seconds or something like that. Uh, so you've got that to, at play here as well is, is these signs are capable of doing a lot. They can play movies on these signs if they wanted to, but the way zoning set up right now, uh, these one off requests, they're explicitly saying you can't have it to be a moving image uh, and it has to be static images. Uh, but Alderman Hanauer again, uh, reiterating that, uh, you know, they're going to see a lot more of these because he says they're cool signs be a cool guy um but uh, uh is this something that uh, there's an appetite for we've had a bunch and it's it's been all over the city i got one coming next month or next yeah month. so i mean it i just think you know we, we need to sit down and talk to these <clears throat> because i haven't i don't know 
too many that's gotten, if any, that's gotten rejected. Yeah, uh, and you heard Alderman Donnell in there say that uh, he's got one coming next month. So there's that. Uh, meanwhile, you've got um, Alderwoman uh, Conley sounding off on this a bit. But first, Alderman McMiniman, uh, I think eight years ago or so, if my memory corrects, he was one of the ones that uh, said he was kind of cautious about uh, letting these go through because there would be a proliferation of them. Uh, and uh, here he is again reiterating some of those concerns. I think what it also reflects is once you open the door to larger signs and different illuminated signs, everybody wants to do it. So I think uh, that's also the problem. Yeah, and again, uh, you have a proliferation of sorts. But Alderwoman Conley notes that uh, there's some good things that these signs can bring about if there's agreements about them. And that seems pretty standard from what I've seen in other communities. So if we, I, I would encourage that. I think it's, it's a lot of time and energy for people to come in here um, to make these changes and... I actually, I think that I, I don't mind them at all. I, you, get, you actually can have different different material on the billboards, um, and I believe this one even included um, an offer for community notices and community engagement notification on on the billboard, which I think was, you know, obviously that's above and beyond, but it's you know a community that uh, a business that wants to maintain engagement with the with the local community. So I, I certainly strongly support um, this this plan, and I hope that everyone will support it also. Something to consider. Uh, these billboards, these electronic light-up billboards could uh, bring a certain benefit to the community. Uh, moving on, next issues, though. They finished up zoning. They dealt with that. Who knows? We could see an ordinance coming through to codify some of the issues when it comes to these electronic signs. But next up, let's find out how much money that's in the city's bank accounts. The corporate fund in the month of December had a beginning balance of $44,168,297. We took in total receipts of nine million seven hundred and twenty two thousand seventy three dollars we had total disbursements of eight million one hundred eighty nine thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars which left the ending fund in the corp the ending balance of the corporate fund in the month of december of forty five million seven hundred thousand four hundred seventy one dollars of that balance mayor langfelder the arpa fund balance at the end of december was fifteen million two hundred two thousand seven dollars so there you go. A lot of money in those accounts. Uh, so that was how the meeting started last night. And again, it was just an hour-long meeting. Something else they tackled last night they spent a lot of time on was CWLP in its battle with the EPA concerning coal ash ponds and its impacts on the coal-fired power plants and the city's water facilities as well. So we'll talk about that and get you all the latest here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. It is the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. Back with the Council Roundup. Last night's Springfield City Council meeting, just about an hour long with uh, important conversations. And now it's time to jump into what's going on with CWLP. I'm Greg Bishop, and it is the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. So a presentation last night from a professional in our community. Matt Hyen, 
with Hanson Professional Services. So we've got uh, Hanson there to provide an update on what's going on with that letter that the CWLP got from the US EPA concerning coal ash ponds. So uh, here's a bit of an overview. Um, this is what uh, CWLP sent to the EPA. We had submitted an extension request per their rules um, on November 24th of 2020. Um, Hansen actually compiled a variety of reports that had been completed by CWLP over the last several years. And all those reports provided to EPA. And uh, Matt said one thing that's unique about CWLP is it's not just the electric power plant, it's also the water facility. And believe it or not, but the coal ash ponds are integral for both. The unique circumstances in which not only the city of Springfield's electric needs are tied to the continued use of the ash ponds, but the continued supply of potable water to those same citizens demonstrate that the current use of these facilities must be maintained until other combinations may be made. So he continued to give a presentation to uh, Alder people about what exactly is the status of all of this. The information was there. Um, again, we would have welcomed the opportunity to answer those questions. Um, they did not ask, listed it as a deficiency, but the information was included in the report. So they provided a ton of information to EPA, and apparently EPA not asking any questions, which is kind of strange. Um, but uh, he says that they reported everything that they needed to report to the EPA. So again, we laid out an extremely detailed schedule um, and includes all of the design, uh, the contracting, the permitting through Illinois EPA, and the construction and operational startup. Um, 133 lines of schedule to show how those um, projects were connected. So a lot of different documents, a lot of different project outlines and so on. More from Hanson Professionals. They're asking for landfill information on a request to shut down the ash ponds. So that request really wasn't pertinent to it. But again, that information is available. So again, they laid out uh, several different points for, I believe, all together with you know different projects that are going on, different timelines that CWLP has in mind. But the EPA not really um, offering up too much of uh, a comment back. The language in uh, the letter that they sent uh, right now, it is um, basically stated that they will not take any comments on these four points. However, um, CWLP can submit during the public comment period, which starts, um, I think, next week through the end of February. So there will be that public comment period available. Uh, Alderman Redpath uh, jumps in with uh, a question or two uh, here in a bit, uh, but we've got a call coming in. Don't really necessarily do this all the time with the Council Roundup, but good morning. You're on WMAY. And going once. Hello. Hi, you're on oh, WMAY. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I'm a truck driver, and I was just driving through and listening to you about the city council meeting on the illuminated signs. Sure, yeah. And I drive all over the country. Yeah. Now, I like them, but there are places that they need to check the placement of them because there are some that come on and will actually blind you. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's the truth. They're real bright. Yeah. They, they blind you on the road, and it's not that's not good when you're running 70 miles an hour in an 80,000-pound vehicle. Not at all. Uh, yeah, some but, of these, too, like even in some residential areas, they get real bright, and it's yeah. just annoying, yeah, and it are, keeps you awake. Yeah, some of them are just, yeah they're just super bright on yeah. some of them, and, and it happens all at once a lot, on a lot of them when they change from one screen to another. Right, right. And it's a big, no, bright I mean, flash of sorts. Yeah, right on. Yeah, no, I appreciate yeah, that. And you're a truck driver driving through, uh, and this is a little uh, bit yeah. of a deviation I, from the council roundup we do every week, so I appreciate you tuning yeah. in and calling well, in. Uh, but yeah. while I've got you here, um, tell me right. about uh, the, the, the truck driver's situation. What are the shortages like right now, and how is that uh, hindering I, the supply chain? 
I don't know. The company I work for has no trouble finding drivers, but they're having trouble finding new trucks. Are they having trouble getting new trucks? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. And the last company I worked for had trouble finding good. So I've got drivers that tore up the equipment and mm-hmm. would just walk out and not tell them they were leaving. And, you know, so I don't know. It's it's partly the way the companies are run, I guess. Sure. And are you hearing anything about, like, uh, uh, crossing borders with Canada and uh, possible uh, issues with, with vaccine mandates? Uh, I don't know. I don't do the Canada thing or the Mexico thing. Okay. All right. I used Interesting. To go really, really right down to the Mexican border. I used to pick up in Laredo. Interesting. But uh, as far as the mandates and stuff, I'm not. Sh- I don't know about that. Well, I appreciate you calling in, uh, and thanks again. We'll uh, get some more city business here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. But again, another call coming in, guys. We don't typically do this, but uh, I'll deviate just slightly. Good morning. Yeah, about, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, I recognize that voice. You're not going to add anything substantive. All right, uh, so more from last night's meeting. Uh, you have Matt from uh, the uh, Hanson Professionals talking about the uh, EPA and CWLP, and they're going back and forth about the ash ponds. Uh, here's more from last night. If they come out with a final ruling within the next time frame, which we don't know when that will be, once that final ruling comes out, then we can go back to them and say, hey, you know, in our public comment period, We've, again, shown you why we needed till 2023. Here's all the things that you asked for. They were in there. And they didn't really hear anything back from EPA. We will get back to more of last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Back with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. An hour-long meeting last night, and they touched on a whole host of issues. One being, what's the future for city water, light, and power? And in particular, uh, it's ongoing issues with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Again, it's the Council Roundup here each and every Wednesday on WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop. So, uh, Matt from Hanson Professionals providing an update, uh, a little bit more info about the back and forth, about the letter they sent to EPA and the response they got from EPA, and EPA essentially saying you need to get rid of your coal ash ponds. And CWLP saying, well, wait, we've got all these different plans here. What do you think about these plans? And seems to have been crickets from EPA, as uh, exemplified here by... Uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath asking questions of uh, the presenter last night. You identified stuff that was already in the report that they missed. Are they not reading it? They are not allowing for us to comment on those four points. That's got to be frustrating. They're just uh, not allowing for comments on the things that the EPA sent back. Uh, Here's Doug Brown from the utility with a bit more insight. It's basically they didn't allow you to comment on it. So there's no there's no process for us to appeal or anything like that formally through that process. Um, I mean, there's other avenues to challenge them, but that's uh, that's something that we would uh, look at more of a maybe as a, a last resort, you know, and um, doing. So what's that last resort? I would imagine it would be like lawsuits. <laughs> so we can see that play out. Uh, there was another official there last night. I didn't get her name, though, uh, but she uh, added some more context as well. So they're saying, you know, in the determination that they will give us 135 days from their final we can ask for more, and we will. But they haven't. Um, they're not. Com- they're not legally required or committed to a specific date. So again, uh, 
and a lot of uncertainty moving forward here. Uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, pops this question in there. Have we have we reached out to Senator Durbin, Senator Duckworth, um, uh, Representative LaHood and Davis? Because this is, I mean, they got to know about this. This is it's kind of ridiculous that you know we we've given them a date. I think it's a fair date. Um, we just shut down one of the one, well, one of the units at at the end of this past year, and uh, I just think that th we need to get them involved. I, I, I and I'm sorry, I I, I don't want to say anything bad about EPA, but it doesn't sound like they read the the dang report. They just flipped through it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, it does what it sound like. Uh, maybe uh, be nice if a, a representative from the U.S. EPA would show up to the council and uh, explain the rationale there. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Matt from Hanson Professionals lays out uh, what the plans are now. The design is actually underway for both the uh, Lime Pond project and the Dolman facilities. Uh, both of those are going to be going out to construction um, this year. Uh, 2022 will be turning dirt. So again, we're we're staying um, um, up with the original schedule that we had submitted. So uh, regardless of the U.S. EPA saying uh, you need to shut this down here there and there um they're moving forward with plans from cwlp with uh, other ideas in mind alderman hanauer again with a question and i think it's a pretty pointed question one that really gets to the crux of the issue altogether let's just let's just throw it out there worst case scenario they they come back um and they say what is what'd you say 115 days or something 135 is what they propose okay so that puts us into middle of summer right mm. into summer that we have to have it closed by what <clears throat> what what happens then what i mean from an operating perspective at cwlp and for the city of Springfield, what happens then? Yeah, I think it's a pretty important question. What what does happen then? Uh, how are they going to move forward? How will they advance if they say shut this down now? What happens? Here's Doug Brown. Um, you know, in no way do I see us stopping supp supplying water to the city of Springfield. We will not jeopardize the health and safety of our citizens. We will continue to pump water, uh, period, no matter what happens. So, uh, you know, there's there's no there's no other option for that. So, yeah, uh, they'll they'll not going to they're not going to stop providing water. I mean, that's a it's a health issue. It's a safety issue uh, and something that I think uh, is, a, is a nice reassurance that uh, regardless of what the US EPA says, uh, CWLP is going to still provide the W in the acronym of their name. Um, you know, in no way do I see us stopping <coughs> supp supplying water to the city of Springfield. We will not jeopardize the health and safety of our citizens. We will continue to pump water, uh, period, no matter what happens. Uh, you know, there's there's no there's no other option for that. Here's Alderman Hanauer. Would we get fined by the U.S. EPA for doing that? And I mean, there could be some court issues. Um, we could hit end up with a consent decree. Those kinds of things. Yeah, um, that's all kind of on the table. You know, what's a what's a consent decree? Uh, what's what's a, what's a court battle? Uh, what's a, what's the cost of court versus the cost of uh, having quality water provided to uh, to the uh, the citizenry of Springfield? More from Alderman Hanauer. So we would, in a sense, we would keep the water going. What about Unit Four? Unit, unit Four. I, I I feel a little bit more confident that we're going to be able to you know reach those goals that we have by accelerating things. So we'll watch that closely. Uh, but to the assurances that Doug Brown offered up about the water still flowing, Alderman Sean Gregory chimes in. For norm, for the normal citizens in Springfield, for you to hear, for us to hear, you say that we're going to keep pumping water, 
no matter what, and we're going to work this out. I, I think that, that you know, does a, a good deal for our city because I know when this first came out, you know, we, you know, I got a bunch of calls about, you know, water and where do we go from here. So um, I, I, I like, like to hear that. Thank you. Made me nervous, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> There's older woman purchase uh, talking about how uh, she got a little nervous there at first until Doug came out and uh, made some clarifications. So uh, that wrapped up the conversation last night about CWLP and its ongoing concerns with the U.S. EPA. So, uh, again, I think we'll hear more about this. It's not going to go away anytime soon. So, obviously, something that uh, is going to just uh, continue uh, being front of mind uh, for, for ratepayers and city officials alike. Moving on now, um, they had some nice pleasantries. You had uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, give uh, congratulations to his brother, which works at CWLP. My uh, my brother Scott's been with CWLP for 35 years, wow. and uh, uh, I think Friday is his official last day. He's and apparently he's been at the same position at CWLP for the past 35 years. So they uh, they gave him a congratulations. It's a good brother. <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right. That's for Scott, not for the ultimate. Yeah, that's for that's for my that's that's for my brother Scott. So. Oh, that's pleasant. Uh, meanwhile, other pleasantries. Uh, Alderwoman Conley, Alderwoman Purchase, sending Mayor Jim Langfelder a happy birthday. Did someone have a birthday? Mm-hmm. Or that, that's all the woman decided. You look so. good for 21, so. That's all the woman. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I really didn't come last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, right, right. We're past that. <laughs> nice. Thank happy, you. I appreciate all the uh, well wishes and birthday wishes. So, yeah, Alderwoman DeCenso offering uh, Mayor Langfelder happy birthday. Uh, meanwhile, you've got uh, other issues popping up here. Uh, what's this bite? Yeah. Uh, this is the Chiefs, actually. Is the, This is old business and new business. Right, this is the you. Chiefs' uh, last city council meeting, but oh, right. we appreciate uh, your years of service or decades of service and appreciate the last nine years as the police chief. Long time, that's for sure. So uh, it's likely we'll hear more about that at the next committee of the whole meeting uh, where there's going to be a proclamation, I imagine. Uh, Alderman Hanauer in new and unfinished business raising issues about a liquor license. I was in a establishment, uh, a New Mexican restaurant, or relatively new, um, they had told me that they had applied for a liquor license like five months ago and 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 have not gotten anything. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating. Holy cow. Uh, we can discuss this maybe uh, outside of the meeting, but there are some issues with yeah. qualification. So that was Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel not really being clear well, about what those uh, problems are with the application from this uh newer Mexican restaurant uh, and there wasn't a, a name for the restaurant they kept that close to the vest but they still discussed it right well the only thing I would I would point out is that they had they opened up another restaurant at the same time and it, in another you know town outside of Springfield in Sangamon mm. County they were able to get a liquor license right away Springfield we we've been a um, you know, five months. Wow, five months. Can you imagine having to wait that long? What, what could possibly be behind the decision of not allowing that to happen in Springfield, but another establishment they have out in the county getting a license? Hmm. Alderman McMiniman uh, doesn't really like hearing this hashed out in open. Okay. The only reason they would have gotten the other licenses for the- that's all the uh, uh, that's the Corporation Council Zirkle. Actually, yeah, let's hear what Corporation Council Zirkle has to say about that. Okay. The only reason they would have gotten the other licenses, they probably didn't disclose some of the information. 
Okay. Uh, but again, that's something we did check in on that, and I do know that Todd actually, I think, met with him or talked to him about it, I think, twice. So uh, Corporation Counsel Zirkel uh, indicating a, a bit more detail, but still very opaque. We don't know exactly all the details here, but it still was talked about last night. Uh, Alderman McMiniman not really liking this trend. You know, we got to bring problems to the attention of the right people. But at the same time, I think our, we ought to hear from our staff before we elevate these things to this level. Yeah, uh, more from McMiniman. I think we just got to be careful. I've seen a kind of an increasing trend of this, of bringing stuff up at city council before it goes to our staff. And um, I think it's a problem. And Alderman Sean Gregory. I think we have great staff, but there is times that constituents um, you know, are not getting the response that they um, um, are expecting. Even sometimes we don't get the responses that we are expecting. And, and sometimes that can be frustrating. Uh, do you have the lights, the cameras up that takes the license plates up yet? Not yet. Not yet. That was uh, Citizen Allison Rainey uh, addressing the council, and uh, she laid out a story of how she saw an ambulance getting kind of... Uh, blocked by people and she wanted to make sure that those license plate reading cameras were up and ready to go and they're not yet so an update on that after a citizen asks some questions that's your council roundup here on the wmay morning news feed brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west